Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. On this, the octave of the Resurrection, commonly known as Low Sunday, let us listen to a portion of a homily by our Father among the Saints, Gregory the Great. The Lord's body, which made its entrance to the disciples through closed doors, was the same as that which issued before the eyes of men from the virgin's closed womb at his birth. Is it surprising if he who was now going to live forever made his entrance through closed doors after his resurrection, who on his coming in order to die made his appearance from the unopened womb of a virgin? But because the faith of those who beheld it wavered concerning the body they could see, he showed them at once his hands and his side, offering them the body which he brought in through the closed doors to touch. By this action he revealed two wonderful and, according to human reason, quite contradictory things. He showed them after his resurrection his body was both incorruptible and yet could be touched. It cannot be otherwise than that what is touched is corruptible, and what is not corruptible cannot be touched. But in a wonderful and incomprehensible way our Redeemer, after his resurrection, manifested a body that was incorruptible and touchable. By showing us that it is incorruptible, he would urge us on toward our reward, and by offering it as touchable, he would dispose us towards faith. He manifested himself as both incorruptible and touchable, to show us that his body after his resurrection was of the same nature as ours, but of a different sort of glory. But Thomas, one of the twelve, who was called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. This one disciple was absent. When he returned and heard what had happened, he refused to believe what he heard. The Lord came again and offered his side to the unbelieving disciple to be touched. He showed his hands, and by showing the scars of his wounds, he cured the wound of his unbelief. What do you notice in all this? Do you believe that it was by chance that this chosen disciple was absent then? And that on coming later he heard, that on hearing he doubted, that after doubting he touched Jesus, and after touching him he believed? This did not happen by chance, but by divine providence. Divine compassion brought it about in a wonderful way, that when the doubting disciple touched the wounds of his master's body, he cured the wounds of our unbelief. Thomas's unbelief was of more advantage to our faith than the faith of the believing disciples, because when he was led back to faith by touching Jesus, our minds were relieved of all doubt and made firm in faith. And so after his resurrection, Jesus allowed his disciples to doubt but he did not desert them in his doubt. It is much the same as when before his birth he desired that Mary have a husband who had not yet married her. The disciple who doubted and touched became a witness to the truth of the resurrection in the same way as the husband of his mother had been the guardian of her perfect virginity. Thomas touched him and cried aloud, My Lord and my God! Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. When the Apostle Paul says, 
that faith is the ground of things to be hoped for, the proof of things that are not evident. It is clear that faith is the proof of those things which cannot be made evident. Things that are evident no longer involve faith but recognition. Why then, when Thomas saw, when he touched, was it said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed? He saw one thing, and he believed another. Divinity could not be seen by a mortal person. He saw a human being, and he confessed him as God, saying, My Lord and my God. Seeing, he believed. He apprehended a mere man, and testified that this was the invisible God. We rejoice greatly at what follows. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Certainly the saying refers to us, who keep in our minds one whom we do not see in his body. It refers to us, but only if we follow up our faith with our works. That person truly believes who expresses his belief in his works.